You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blissful Living Show. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I am so glad to be here with you today. Lots of good things have been happening in my life, and I hope that that energy is resonating out to all of you as well. So hold tight, um, and I will give you more about today's guest in just a minute. But first of all, you know, I like to say, find a spot where you can be comfortable, get you something to write with, pen, paper, pencil, paper, and your favorite beverage, and just sit back for a few minutes and take some time for yourself. Uh, As you know, I like to say the Blissful Living Show is restorative, which helps to uh, unlock your bliss so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. So before we get started again with the guest and you guys are getting all situated, I want to, first of all, thank our sponsors of the show. The Blissful uh, Living Show is sponsored by All Day Cable Incorporated. And All Day Cable Incorporated is a telecommunication installation company located in the heart of Silicon Valley. They've been in business for over 30 years. And their motto is that they make the right connection the first time so that when you go to use all of your technology, you are able to make the right connection with that customer on the other end. So check them out if you have a need. They serve a small, medium, and large size corporations. And again, that's All Day Cable Inc. at alldaycableinc.com. The other sponsor of the show is Blissful Living For You. Blissful Living For You is designed to help you Balance your pillars of wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And as we approach this time of the year, they have wonderful things to just help you release some stress, revitalize your energy, detoxifying your mind and your body, and just get ready for the essence of this time of year. Lots of freebies. So go ahead and check out Blissful Living for you at Blissful Living the number four, the letter U.com. All righty, so let's get started with today's show. Today's guest is Gerard Long, and he's an author and a pastor who has spent 30 years um, as a professional in the banking industry and was the national director of Alpha USA for seven years. And he is the founder and president of a nonprofit corporation, Awakening to God Ministries. Now, in 2019, Gerard died from a cardiac arrest. He was pronounced dead not only once, but twice in the span of 30 minutes. Asking the question, why am I here? He sensed a divine calling to write his latest book, Living Hope to share three epiphanies that helped him journey through a season of catastrophic suffering, including the suicide of his beloved son. And eight years later, 
the tragic death of his beautiful daughter. Now, Gerard and his wife, Jeannie, recently moved from Malibu, California to Chichester, United Kingdom to care for Jeannie's 90-year-old mom. And so I just want to say welcome to the show, Gerard. It's a pleasure to have you. Hi, Rochelle. Well, it's an honor for me to be on your show. Thank you so, so much. Oh, you are very welcome. I want to jump into our topic or our discussion with you or our conversation with you today regarding the epiphanies, but not only that, regarding a a little bit more about you, who you are, what you like to do, that kind of stuff, so we can get some familiarity with you, the man, Gerard. Yes, of course. Well, you can tell from my accent, I'm from across the pond. Um, I'm dual nationality as well. I lived in America for 20 years. First 44 were in, uh, were in the, the UK. And then the last 20, I've been in America. But just as you said, come back to the UK to help look after Jeannie's mum. So I, yeah, I, I uh, very keen, very keen on sport. Um, I was a, a, a top runner at, at college. I won the, uh, the English 800 metre championship. Uh, for, um, when I was there, uh, so I, lo- I love sport. I'm a person of faith, um, so I, I there is a God and there's a purpose for each of our lives. Um, married to my beautiful bride Jeannie, she was uh, a ballerina. She was trained at the Royal Ballet School um, in London. Uh, we met uh, when we were we were just 20 years old. Got married at uh, 2022 and um, yeah we, we've uh, we've been married uh, for coming up for 41 years now three beautiful children but two of those are in in heaven now as you alluded to and um, yeah we just bad things that have happened in our in our lives for good to right. turn, turn all the pain that we've suffered turn it around to help other people well, you know, you, I mean, in just the opening, and I shared a lot, which ordinarily people would see as a lot of tragedy. And I want to take it back to um, the cardiac arrest, just because um, I'm curious. And another thing is that I have a background in emergency room trauma nursing and have um, oh. had patients that have had cardiac arrest. So yeah. with regard to that, was that a moment, or I would say since you had it twice in the span of you know less than 24 hours, were those moments that you saw happening prior to them happening? Did you get any signs or symptoms, or was it just something that's all of that happened all of a sudden? Well, it, it was absolutely bizarre, and it's part part of our, I would say, divine destiny, part of our story because I was in Malibu at the time. I was very fit, cycling, swimming, tennis, you know, walking. I mean, we just, we were very, very fit. I was getting a little bit of tightness when I was cycling up, up hills. And I told Jeannie that, and, um, you know, I, I thought it was something to do with my, my, my lungs or something like that. Didn't, didn't put it to my heart at all. But anyway, this particular, it was the 26th of October, 2019. And I said, Jeannie, oh, I've had it again. She said, go down, go and get an EKG done. I went to get an EKG done. They said, you're fine. You're mm-hmm. fine. Now, later, 
unable to watch a rugby match with some friends of mine. And by the way, if I hadn't gone there, I wouldn't be speaking to you today. Um, I went to that rugby match and England scored early. We're playing, the, playing New Zealand in the semi-final of the World Cup. England scored mm-hmm. early. They looked over to me to see what I was doing because I was, you know, I, I would, they expected me to be going wild with acceleration. And I was slumped in the chair. And they thought initially it was I was having some sort of seizure, but they then realized it was actually a cardiac arrest. And I flatlined. Oh. I flatlined. Oh. I was completely flatlined and no breathing, nothing. And this is bring him. Um, he got this sort of download to get me on the floor and start pumping my chest. He'd never done CPR in his life before. Wow. So he did that. Yeah, he started uh, giving me mouth to mouth as well. Uh, his friend, another young guy, they sort of they fought for my life. It was amazing. So they did that for 10 minutes, nothing. Now, in that 10 minutes, my friend got his wife down. She was a former nurse. She was asleep in mm-hmm. the bed. They, he, they, they got her downstairs. She came down, checked checked me out, all my vice. She said, I'm so sorry, he's, he's gone. That's it. Now, you probably know the statistics are 300. Every year. Of those who have a cardiac arrest outside of a hospital, only 6% survive, 6 out of 100 survive. Right. So anyway, it wasn't looking it wasn't looking good at this stage. First responders came, they did it they they worked on me for another 20 minutes. Gave me electric shocks to the heart. Six or seven of those. They were again about to say look we've done everything we can for this guy. He's gone. And again these two young guys said no no don't do do one more do one more. They did another one and they found a heartbeat. So that was the first miracle. The the next next concern was that I would be a cabbage because because without having oxygen, you, you, you know, you're like a cabbage and there's lots right. of people like that. Right. Of all of the 6% who survive, 90%, nine out of 10 have serious brain mm-hmm. damage. So the second miracle was when they went, I went into the MRI and uh, Jeannie was there with, with this young friend of mine and um, praying. <laughs> and this, this medic, this medic came out and said, it, it's a miracle. So he hasn't got any brain damage, and and uh, they said, uh, "I've I've been in, in in medicine for many many years. I've seen two miracles. This is the second one." So wow. So that's that's the cardiac arrest. But so I'm wow. like, yeah, amazing. I that's mean, amazing. how profound! I think that um, anyone listening is just probably just enthralled and and completely. Uh, in tune with all their senses of regarding listening to your, your story about your cardiac arrest. I mean, that is, is, is just something amazing. I I can attest to the statistics that you shared uh, because I did that for a very long time. So, you know, this gives me um, great segue into the whole part of creating this book from this experience that you had called living hope. Can you share a little bit about that book? Yeah. Yeah, I will. So I'm lying in in the ICU. I I took me after about 24 hours, I sort of got my senses back and like I was conscious again and I'm asking God, why am I still here? Now I, 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 because I'm a believer, I've got a person of faith. I believe there is a heaven and I would be in heaven. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) selfishly, that's a much better place to be. Why, why am I still here? And 
I felt God say to me, I need I needed to share the epiphanies that I'd received from him during this period of catastrophic suffering that my wife and I went through between 2005 and 2014. And um, I had these, I mean, it was an unbelievable period of time in our lives. And the thing is, there's so many people suffering today. I mean, we're in, a, we're in a, an era, maybe like never, no, none other, of unbelievable suffering all around the world. 2017, the World Health Organization said the biggest illness now globally is depression. The biggest source of death for those under 35 is suicide. Um, the way outweigh COVID. There's many, many more. We just don't hear about them. So there's a lot of people who are really struggling. And in that period, that eight years, that what we went through has equipped us to be able to help people. Now, we have a we have a our nonprofit. You mentioned it, Awaiting to God Ministries. We literally re we reach millions and millions of people online with our messages of comfort and hope. So um, that's a bit of that's a bit of background. So do you want to share with you what happened in that period? You know, I want to. Um... I do want to hear a little bit about it because I think it's important um, for people to see that no matter where you are in the depths of this despair, there's always quote unquote living hope. Yeah. So yeah, I would love for you to share a little bit about that. Yes. Yes. I encourage people to get, get the book. I, I won't go through all the, the detail because you can get it in the book and I don't want to give it away, <laughs> but, uh, but I'll start with this because there'll be people who are listening in and saying, well, this doesn't apply to me. Everything's fantastic. You know, I'm great. Everything's great. And that's how I was. In 2014, I was on the top of the mountain. For 24 years at that stage, we were deeply in love. Three amazing children. I was an expat international banker, earning an incredible amount of money, living in a beautiful house, in a great church, seeing God move in my life in an amazing way. I said to Jeannie, does it get any better than this? And she remembers me saying that. So there'll, there'll be, we go through seasons in life. Sometimes it's great, but here's the point. Suffering is a fact of life. And I'm sorry to say, maybe people on the, on the, on the on listening in haven't had any suffering yet, but it, but it does affect everybody. At some stage or other, there will be some suffering in your life. The truth is we're not taught how to journey through suffering. We don't know how to go through suffering. So that's what I help people to do now is to, when they're going through, to be able to help them so i'm at the top of the mountain shortly after that um i have a sense that i'm going to go through this this period of brokenness this period of real darkness and sure enough uh -huh. 2005 everything everything started to go wrong the wheels started to fall off we got to the bo bottom of the of the valley so to speak at the end of the year on the 8th of november 2005 our, our precious youngest son he was 17 years old alex amazing athlete popular good-looking guy um, he, he was trying to help a boy at school and he took some marijuana with this boy. Now, we're not told this, but there's a fraction, there's a small fraction of people who react badly to, to marijuana. Mm -hmm. Alex, was, Alex was one of those and he, he became delusional and paranoid mm. and he, he ended up committing suicide. And our, our world just fell apart. Everything had been so great. And that, the, the, the truth is things... God forbid it would happen to anybody listening in, but there's other things that can happen. Maybe health, maybe an accident, maybe a loss of a loved one. There's all sorts of things that can happen that are totally outside your control. Right. Maybe a break, break up in a relationship. What do you do? How do you get through? 
So anyway, we, we're, we're in darkness at this point. My, my precious genie um, went from shock to horror, to anger, to hatred. The horrible thing with suicide is not just the grieving of, the, of the, your loved one. And, It's why, why didn't you see it coming? Why didn't you do something about it? There's a horrible right. thing of, of blame, blame and shame. So she hated herself as mum. She hated me for bringing, us, bringing the family to America. You know, why didn't we stay in London? Why did we move from New York to Chicago? She was trying to rewind the clock. She nearly lost her mind. We almost had her put into a psychiatric hospital. She was, she was saying, I, I'm going to take my life. Is knotted twice from the grief when she nearly died, had to have emergency surgery. Unbelievable. She, she was trying to leave me. She hated me. She hated God. And then she lost her faith for two years. So it was absolute, that, that period of time was absolute hell. Jeannie ran away from God. I ran, I ran into God. And oh. I, used to get, I used to get up in the middle of the night and I used to go down to my study and I literally used to cry, weep, sob. Think of the worst form of crying and, and until I had no more tears left to cry. And I'd cry out. And basically, I was saying, hey, um, I, I wanted to keep loving Jeannie. I knew he wanted me to keep loving Jeannie, but she was hating me. And everything I tried to give to her, she pushed it, smacked it back in my face. So it was a really, really tough time. But you know what? In that time, I sensed God's presence, like un unbelievable. Now, I'm not talking about a tangible presence. I'm talking about just a sense in, in the atmosphere around me, uh, a sense of God's love right. that was poured into my heart. I believe, I believe that, that we have, if you've received Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. And he was making God's love and that known to me. And that, it was in that time, in that period, which I share in, in the book, and really helped me. They helped me so much to journey through that. Gave me a different lens. And this is one of the things I, I say now to, to encourage people. It really depends what lens you're looking through in your life as to how you see life. And there's all sorts of different lenses we can look through. You know, you can look through the lens of atheism. There's no God. It's all an accident. When you die, that's it. Blah, 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 blah. In other words, it's really, if you're looking through that lens, everything's pretty meaningless. I mean, it's just become an, it's an accident, you know. We're here by accident, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's pure, pure chance to help you. And that's one of the reasons we're in a crisis of hopelessness today, because the young people are saying, well, humans have messed everything up. We've got COVID-19. We've got the, we just had the COP26 summit. That They see the climate issues. And there's just been a global survey done Something like 76% of young people now say they're seriously, seriously worried about, about the, the climate going global. forward. You know, that's really interesting because there has been a lot of um, focus in people wanting to do things uh, way more proactively now when it comes to the global climate and just the global globalization of everything that's going on in our society. So it is, it is coming to fruition and, and people are more aware of it, which is a beautiful thing. What I yeah. want to ask you with regards to um, people in just the discussion we've been having, how can people find their purpose? I know a lot of people out there right now have been searching for their purpose during the pandemic and are really trying to discover what that is for themselves. What would you say or what would you say? suggest as to how people can find their purpose 
Well, that's that is a great question, and I and I, I that was one of the main reasons I wrote the book. Out. is called need to face and purpose in tough times and you're you're absolutely right um it is the big question because purpose is the friend of hope and hope is the lamp of the soul so purpose and hope are closely linked so if you feel it's all by accident and you haven't really got any purpose that's when hope starts to dim because you're you've got you've nothing to live for uh, it was Viktor Frankl who wrote a book. He was a psychiatrist in the Second World War, and he was in Auschwitz, and he survived. But he he wrote wrote this book to explain the things that he'd learned and seen when people are under incredible pressure and incredible. The ones who believe they still had purpose in life, they still felt that they could contribute to society, and those are the ones who who survived. <laughs> so it's very important that you do have purpose. And I, I say the, the first thing is faith, awakening to faith. It's really realizing you're, you're not here by accident. You're really not. Everyone's got a unique purpose. I believe God's given them a unique purpose. It's something that only you can do. And what it, it, it doesn't matter whether it's big or small. It's something that God's ordained, if you like, something that God's given you as that's your destiny, is to be able to do something for God and for other people. help other people so I, I in my book i go through seasons i go through different seasons yeah that you can recognize and different types of seasons yeah so i i talk about um periods in your life that you might have dismissed as being just just happened it's just coincidence but i would say no there's there's a purpose behind it so first of all it's growing from your roots mm-hmm. okay your upbringing, your upbringing was not a coincidence. <laughs> the family you were born into, you know, they say you can choose your friends. You can't choose your family. No, you can't. You're born into that family. And, and it, it may have been great, but it may have been rubbish. It may have been really tough. Either way, whatever your upbringing was, it's formed who you are. It's had an impact on who you are. That You can use that for good now. Even if it was bad, you can use it. There's great examples of people who went through horrendous times when, they're, when they were in their family. Terrible. And now they're helping millions of people all around the world. I talk about that in my book. Mm-hmm. So grow from your roots. Number two, recognize the gifts and abilities. I would say they're God-given. So if you've got gifts and abilities, and it doesn't have to be something obvious, you know, you might have an amazing smile. life you might have the gift the gift of hospitality say you might have the gift of of friendship you might have the the gift of encouragement that's a that's a great gift you've got encouragement these are things that you've got yes you might be a great athlete i would say all of those gifts have been given to you primarily it's about helping other people Mm -hmm. we're not called to live we shouldn't be living selfishly we should be first of all we living for god and and in living for god we live for other people because that's what God wants to do. He wants to, his, his heart is to bless other people. So recognize your gifts and abilities. You may be academic. You may, be, you may have some gift of singing or, or music or whatever it might be. There's lots of, so many different gifts. Use them. Use them as part of your destiny, part of your purpose. 
start thinking, putting these things together and start, okay, I hadn't really thought of it like that before. Now I can start to see what's going on. Number three, what are your passions? What are your passions? Because I believe God gives us passions to point us towards our calling. What are the things you get excited about? What are the things that you, you, you really, you, you come alive? overseas with um, people who are struggling maybe it's helping here maybe maybe you have a great heart for people who are homeless yeah maybe it's about climate change you know maybe it's that you should be helping doing things like that maybe it's in going into medicine you just have a passion to help people with that maybe it's to earn money to help other people don't make it selfish because that's where all the trouble goes in this world <laughs> make it <laughs> make it from something bigger than yourself yeah so your, your purpose in living is to, is to blossom in those gifts and those abilities using all um, And then the, another area is starting to hear from God. So in my book, I talk about how Jean and I have been led in our life. We've been through, I mean, it's full of miracles, this book. How does God speak to you? How, how do you know if it's God or not? What are the things you can use to, to use to point you, to guide you, shepherd you? He wants you in the purpose because that's why he's formed you. First of all, he formed you for a relationship with him. He formed you for a, learn how to hear from God. Um, learn how to walk by faith. I'm, 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 I'm going a bit far. So learning how to walk by faith is realizing that there's something more than just what you see with your physical eyes. And I think most people deep inside understand that. They understand, you know, this, the, you can't see the sun rays, but ultraviolet rays, but they're coming at you, aren't they? Have you ever yes. seen the wind? <laughs> you, yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's right. No. 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 You, you've seen the impact of the wind on the trees and everything else, but you've never seen the wind, have you? No. Nope. The, wind, the wind is a fact. So there's many examples of things you can't see, and yet they're very real. And it's the same in the spiritual realm. There's a, there's, a, there's a whole other world out there that you don't see, but it's, it's very true and very real. And for me, because I say I'm a person of faith in Jesus Christ, I see that God came to us in Jesus. That's, that's so true. And he made the unseen seen. He showed us practically, physically what God's love looks like. So how you can, that's how you're... So, okay, I get that now. So understanding <laughs> how to walk by faith. Um, um, Beautiful then, examples, then by the way. Beautiful examples, because I think a lot of people um, are grasping to understand what that means. And you just gave beautiful examples and analogies. So, so thank you oh. for sharing that. Oh, good. Well, thank you. Thank you. And then was this turn every bad things in your life around for good don't don't just say oh that's just happened to me it's by chance no see i i believe god loves every single one of us i believe we're in a mess in this world it's a broken world because humankind is a time i'm talking about overall now we've pushed god out and we've made ourselves god and that's why there's so much disorder in the universe not just humans but in the universe that's why we see the whole breakdown of climate and all of the other things this, this universe is not functioning as it was created to function, which is for God right. to be in the center. Whenever humans try and get, get, become <laughs> God, it all gets messed. Do a hard time. 
God, God wants to turn it around for good. And I mean, it could be all sorts of things you know, may, maybe you've, you're brokenhearted from the breakup of a relationship or you can help other people who are going, who are struggling with, with that sort of thing. Or maybe you've lost a loved one. That's what we're doing. Jeannie and I are doing, we can, we can have empathy. I talk about the, the gift of empathy in the book. Empathy is where you've walked the walk. We should all have compassion. Now, if we see someone suffering, we should all have compassion for that person. But empathy is another level. Empathy is yes. where you be. And uh -oh. I can speak to someone who's lost a child to suicide like no one else can because I've, I've, I've experienced it. I, I know the pain. I know the grief. Uh, I've, I've experienced our marriage being on, on a thread, hanging on by a thread. I can speak into marriages that are struggling, all of those things, because I've been there. So right. if you've been through a hard time, you have a gift of empathy now. You can help other people. Yeah. Yes. And yes. I, I, so here's, a, here's a, um, another good point that you shared with regards to uh, empathy is you now have the gift. I think everyone has gone through something where yes. they have learned to be empathetic and it's not sympathetic because sympathetic is you feel sorry for the individual. Empathetic is you can yeah. visualize yeah. yourself being in that position. Nurses, that's something, one of the first things we learn in like the first week of nursing school, the difference of what those two words is yeah. mean. And a lot of people think they're similar. So um, yeah. thank you for sharing that because I think in our today, in today's society, we need to hear the messages that you're bringing forth for all to listen to. Um, because they're very powerful and very impactful with regards to what you're sharing. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of uh, our segment. Okay. And so what, before we go, I want to ask you or let, let um, tell you, how can people contact you and connect with you to get more about what you're sharing? Yeah, well, they can go to our website. It's awakeningtogod.org. Um, they can go on our Facebook page. We have over 650,000 people following us there. We have, we have help groups in there. Um, so you can have a look to see. I do video lives quite often. And then uh, please get my book because a lot of what I shared is in there and, and masses more. Livinghopebook.com. Um, you can go and find more about it and get it. On, it's on Amazon. You can go to on Amazon, uh, Living Hope by Gerard Long. And uh, and all all major bookstores, you can go in and and, and you can get it from there. So um, yeah, they contact us through that. Perfect. Well, there you have it, everyone. Multiple ways as to how you can stay connected with Gerard Long um, and continue with the wonderful information that he's been sharing on the Blissful Living Show today. Very, very insightful and just absolutely uh, brings beauty and radiance to the mind when I think of our conversation we had today. So thank you so much, Gerard, for being a guest on Blissful Living. I sincerely appreciate it. And I know my listeners do too. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate it.
You're very, very welcome. And again, listeners, as you know, I always say, if you like what you're hearing on this show, if you love the topics we discuss, if you love the guests and you stay connected with them and you stay connected with us, that's a beautiful thing. But messages like what we've discussed today can't get out if we keep them to ourselves. So if you like what you're hearing, share the show with everyone that you love and care about. Subscribe to the show so you get advanced notifications of when the show is going to air, what guests are going to be on. And um, this is a way that we can bring this messages and the messages shared on this show to more people around the world if we share the goodness. So please mm. subscribe and share the show with everyone you love and care about. And I want to thank our sponsors, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter you.com. Please go check them out. And if, if anything, just get the freebie stuff that they have because some of it is just absolutely tantalizing and you definitely will feel better in your mind, body, and spirit. So Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. And then our other sponsor, All Day Cable Incorporated at All Day Cable Inc. If you are in the Western region of the United States and you'd be ha happening to listen to the show and you know, or you have a need for telecom installation, voice data, fiber, wireless, uh, audio, video, whatever you need in that arena, Contact All Day Cable and you can reach them by going to their website at alldaycableinc.com. Okay, to my fabulous listeners, uh, thank you so much for being with us. And of course, to the guests, thank you for the wonderful words of wisdom. And I'm going to say this is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your soul. Until next time, stay healthy and well and practice a little empathy. Love you. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.